0: It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the the game. Ah, don't worry. I got the rules plate. People get out of our way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even rolling up to drive? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains
1: don't flow on WEEI. We welcome in our resident
2: goalie, Andrew Raycroft, brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, bringing people together around the joys of food, by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Frank's Red Hot. Visit franksredhot.com for great hockey and football watching recipes. Let's frank it up to the Harbor One Hotline to our guy, Andrew Raycroft. Razor, good morning.
0: Good morning, fellas. How we doing?
2: We're okay. Uh, Bruins are about to get back after it out in Seattle. But, uh, Razor, we know that the the trade deadline is right around the corner. And, of course, the hot name now connected to the Bruins is Vladislav Gavrikov. How do you view Gavrikov? Because it feels like, for whatever it's worth, Bruins' social media seems to be split on this guy. Is he a top six? Is he better than what than at least one of the guys you already have on the back end? How do you view Gavrikov?
0: So this is the issue with, with the entire team. And when you're on a historic run like this, it's hard to find guys that are better than what you have already. And, and that's where the Bruins are right now, and that's why people are split on this, I think, in that, yeah, we, the Bruins need more people. If you're going to play 28 playoff games, you need more players because someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to get hit with puck, Something's going to happen. But right now this Bruins team is so good. This back end, the top six have been so good. They've been so healthy that you, you can easily find lots of ways that a guy like Gavrikov can't get in the lineup because of what Forbert done, what Clifton's done. But you also need a guy like Gavrikov if one of those guys go down. So, it's a it's a tough balancing act that Don Sweeney has because of how good this team is, but also knowing that you need more players come playoff time. So,
1: with that, is is there a, is there an NFL and HL player that the Bruins should avoid?
0: Well, there's I mean I think we've there's guys that they don't need. There's guys that they don't need to sell the farm or or trade. I think you're getting close to the point where you're you're seeing that any player. Anytime, if you have to take one of these main players that Bruins have off of a ro- off the roster for someone else, it's probably not worth it. Um, you could go all the way. You know, is a Jacob Trickin worth it? If you're going to give up five guys for what I don't I don't know. I, I'm I'm getting the sense that that it's not worth it to them. It's getting this to be the sense that the price is too much and. And, no, there's just a lot of holes that don't need to be filled on this team.
2: Is that really what it's coming down to with Gavrikov is the cost? Because I know, again, in just, you know, trolling through social media and reading what people have written about it, Razor, it is kind of a, well, if you can just give picks, then that would be great. But if you have to start swapping bodies, then is it really worth it?
0: No exactly and and I've seen you know the, the the argument that a first and a third is too much for a guy like Gavrikov. Mm-hmm. that doesn't work for me at all. Give up every the first round pick's going to be thirty second overall. If you go back into history and see how many guys that thirty second in the NHL uh, made it to the NHL and actually played NHL hockey games and actually played Stanley Cup playoff games. the number's really low. Uh, it, NHL first round picks at the bottom half of the draft aren't far from guarantees. It's not the NFL where you're putting that guy in the lineup next season, no matter what. So where the Bruins are this year, give up your first, give up your third. The third round pick is going to be a hundredth overall. It's, it's just not a guarantee. And if you can get an NHL player, that's going to help you in the Stanley cup playoffs. Now you're giving up all those picks.
1: So, you know, Marshan was on a local podcast here. Um, and one of the things that stood out to me is that he mentions, uh, He's a, he says that. Uh, just paraphrasing here, he says that they're not dominating teams; they're just finding ways to win. And then I went back and looked at their last like three games, and they outscored their opponents fourteen to three. So I'm like, is that just him just being careful? I mean, or is or do you really feel like he's being truthful?
0: Well, uh, no, I think he's being he's being a little humble. I think but when you win as when you've only lost eight games through fifty six, you're dominating. Uh, they're not going to say it. They're not going to come out and say it in that way, but the reality is they're dominating. Their goal differential tells everyone they're dominating. And listen, the NHL, it it never feels like you're dominating. Each NHL game is always tight. You can always look through it and say, oh, if this goal went in, then it would be a different game, just like playing Ottawa the other day. It was a 1-1 game for a long time. So so you can, as a player, you're not going to feel it as dominant because you're putting so much effort in, but No, they're dominating this NHL season up until this point. Do you think there's
2: a little bit of trying to control the narrative there, considering that Brad Marchand also spoke about the President's Trophy and he was kind of the, hey, we've been there, done that. It's winning the Stanley Cup, not the President's Trophy. Is this a part of controlling the narrative, Razor, or do you think some of these players start to lean into, hey, we've proven who we are, now it's time to go prove it by hoisting a cup?
0: No, I think they've... I think it's a bit of I think they're controlling the narrative that they're not concerned about the regular season. And, and they are leaning into the fact that they have to win a Stanley Cup or, or have as good of a chance to win a Stanley Cup as they have ever had. So, so they believe in that wholeheartedly. They know that, they, these guys definitely know that what's going on right now doesn't really matter unless you win the last one. But I also think they want to enjoy all of these wins and enjoy the process and know how hard – they also know how hard it is to win the NHL and and what they're doing now. You you do have to enjoy it in this moment and not get caught up looking ahead, knowing that really at the end of the day it's what happens in the playoffs that'll be what everyone remembers.
1: Yeah, and is it also true that, you know, based on, you know, just – Maybe it's less about record, but more about matchups. There can be a team that is not necessarily have as many points or good of a record, yet they're just a terrible matchup for you. sure as hell you meet them in the first round and it just ruins your whole, your whole uh, postseason.
0: It, it can. And, listen, that's the other big thing that I think is, is getting a little bit maybe too much play in that what the Rangers are doing when they get Terra what the Toronto Maple Leafs do in getting Ryan O'Reilly. You're not going to see those teams. Toronto and Tampa Bay are playing each other in the first round, basically guaranteed. New Jersey and the New York Rangers are playing each other in the first round on the other side. You can't see the Rangers. You can't see Carolina until the third round. And who knows what these teams look like after a month of playoff hockey. So that's the the thing with trying to temper yourself with what other teams are doing, and the Bruins need to get players because the Leafs did it and the Rangers did it. Well, they're not going to see those guys. And and last year there was – there was chances of seeing all of those teams because the Bruins were in 7th or 8th place. Now that they're first overall, they're looking at one of these teams that are going to slide in the back door on the last day of the NHL season. Andrew no one knows what. Go, oh, go ahead, Razor. My bad. No, I just, Yeah, yeah, no, no. So I'm just saying it's really hard to look at these matchups and, okay, what's Carolina doing? What are the Rangers doing? When, by the time they see them, if they do see them in the playoffs, it's a whole month of hockey that, that no one can predict and there's gonna be injuries, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Andrew Raycroft with us. Speaking of injuries and roster construction and things like that, um, the Bruins keep both goalies, right? Like I don't I don't I don't really wanna entertain the silliness, but your your thoughts on even entertaining moving one of those
0: guys. No, 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 no. Yeah, let's let's like let it go. Uh, everybody had a good laugh and, and a good talk. I, 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 I must have got 15 messages the last three days from people in Canada and people in Toronto saying, what's going on? Like, I thought you guys knew what, what was going on in the NHL down there. I thought you guys, Boston people, knew what hockey was. And uh, so, no, that's not happening. No, 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 no. And, and yeah, we don't even need to go into the reasons for it. <laughs>
1: So okay, so let me ask. Let me follow up that question that 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 question with uh, like a stupid hockey question because I got to put you on the spot now. You know, the more I talk to you, the more I learn. Like, this is the most educational interview I, I do every single week. Now, now, Razor, be honest. Okay, now is puck luck just a is
0: is puck luck a real thing or is it just an excuse
1: hockey players use to explain a loss?
0: <laughs> no puck luck a real thing puck luck you you go through stretches where you get it and there you go through stretches when you don't and it can depend on your hard work it can be depend on your attitude and it's a real thing and it's just like like i said a, a few questions ago about when you brad Marchand's talking about not dominating as a player that puck luck changes everything whether you know you hit the post in the first period if that goes in that changes the entire game and so you can go through each game and find puck luck and find different opportunities within that, whether it goes your way or not. So yes, puck luck is a is a real thing <laughs> to the NHL.
2: Because Bill Belichick wouldn't buy it's a bouncing no, ball for you. Is that where it. you're going? Is that where the road oh, you're going? God.
0: down? Yeah, 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 <laughs> I, well. Let's get Bill Belichick on a a lie detector test and ask him about the tuck rule. And I would suggest that that might have a little bit of puck luck involved in that, too, right? Very fair. It goes a different way altogether. Well,
2: I'm sure that the first thing you did every year was learn the NHL rule book inside and out. So if there was a tuck rule, you would be aware of it. Right, Razor?
0: Oh, yeah. Rule... 15.7 <laughs> section C. Yeah, I've got it memorized. I got it memorized.
2: Were the rules different when you played in Italy? Did you have to learn like whatever their <laughs> rules were or I don't know oh, if it's wow. universal or not?
0: <laughs> oh, the the rules, yeah, they were all different and it, it was uh, they were certainly very backwards uh, by the time hey, I is, got over there.
1: Is there like a, like a real obscure rule that like that you, that kind of like bit, you bit a team that you were on, like that you suffered a loss because nobody knew the obscure rule.
0: Mm, great question. Uh, Just tap dan-
2: that- I was going to say tap dancing. So razor could think a little bit. I wonder if something like that might be more connected to certain ranks, where where It's almost like different baseball stadiums where it's like, yeah, we got the general rules, but here are the ground rules, and it's a little different at this ballpark. It makes me wonder if some of those dumpy barns you've played in, there was, you know, oh, the, if the puck gets uh, wedged underneath the board in the corner, then we'll just pull it out and go from whatever,
0: you know? Yeah, there was definitely more variance uh, in the in the 2000s, late 90s, when when the buildings were all different sizes, and and there was no video replay. So that I mean, that was the big thing is that you guys refs would just make stuff up at different times, and, and there was nothing to back it up. So more than anything, you you didn't even know if you were getting screwed by a, a bad rule or a weird rule because the ref just said, no, this is the way it is, and they dropped the puck and you would keep going. So I, I don't recall like a specific rule, but there's, I'm sure, there was tons of times where the ref had no idea what the rules were, and he was making it up.
2: All right, Razor, it is time for the Tickle Trunk, and uh, you know, I felt like last year the Tickle Trunk was pretty easy, and now everything has been so good. It's almost like you got to dig deep. But what do you got for the Tickle Trunk this week?
0: I, it is, and last year was yeah. I like to be, I like to kind of get guys going and, and go put some guys that are struggling, but no one struggled this season, so. This, I'll put Jake DeBrusque in it this week just because of we saw what he's worth to this team coming off of 17 games out of the lineup. Two minutes in, the power play scores, he scores it. The next game he scores again against Ottawa with Brad Marchand doing all the work down low and then getting it to the net. So Jake DeBrusque and what he means to, to you know, basically turning his career around and, and struggling last season with, with some of the coaching decisions and, and turning it around this season and the attitude he has now and his, the leadership and, and the importance that he has in this, in this lineup, uh, good on Jake. And, and he's a, he's a great kid for doing that.
2: Is it a, uh, overnight trip into Watertown tonight, getting off at like one o'clock
0: in uh, the morning or
2: something like that? You making that bleary eyed drive home or are you just going to sleep in your, in your, uh, massive SUV?
0: No, I'm, yeah, well, maybe I'll just, yeah, I'll just drive over to EI and hang out there See you guys in the morning. Sure, or the way you, you got you the
2: passcode. You you'll be nice and safe, and there ain't no one here at overnights. So you can come into studio and go to sleep. Greg will put you on six a.m. Hell, Wiki can't do math, so maybe you could add for him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm staying out of that one. But no, I'm making the trek to Watertown tonight. So yeah, the West. Coast. Although we got lucky because Saturday nights at seven, so Eastern time. So we got an early one Saturday. So uh. it's just tonight. Just tonight that I have to really grind it out. So. Well,
2: I would say if you're looking for a quick little laugh, uh, find our one of the Greg Hill show on the leads and uh, listen to the <laughs> Wiggy math on goalies in the playoffs. You'll have a ripping, oh, it's a ripping yeah. good yarn, buddy. You will love it. You'll text him afterwards, I guarantee uh,
0: Talking about leaning into things, Wiggy's really leaning into this one. Not yeah, let
2: it go. Well, it's a deadline, you know. So by yeah. uh, by uh, next Saturday, it'll uh, go poof. Our friend Andrew <laughs> Raycroft, you'll be able to catch him tonight on Nesson as well. Razor, thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Right, Have thanks, a good Razor. weekend. All
0: right, guys. Thanks. Again. You There
2: too. we go. There goes uh, Andrew mm. Raycroft.